Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. You are listening to the Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. I'm joined in the studio with Gunners Tan, Charlie East, and Sherlock Holmes is back in the yes. studio. Chris Howard finally joins us. Let me tell you, we need a good Sherlock because there are many questions that we need to get to the bottom of tonight. The fallout is right here for the next 60 minutes. We're going to be talking all about that game with Sheffield United on the weekend. And of course, Eddie Nketiah is staying. What are we making of that? We maybe may talk about referees, VAR. I mean, Chris seems very happy from the weekend. I'm sure maybe it might crop up from time to time. Who knows? Then we'll look towards the game with Chelsea, the massive clash, uh, obviously, tomorrow night at Stamford Bridge. And then the FA Cup, which is Arsenal play again on a Monday night, this time travelling to Bournemouth. So a packed show. And as always, you can have your say. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 7020 558. You can WhatsApp on the same number. Well, it was Sheffield United on the weekend. Obviously, a disappointing result earlier in the season. Chris, that was uh, the first time I did the Arsenal show. I yeah, saw that Chris, fun, was it? I saw Chris cry through two uh, two windows and he, <laughs> he just walked out very, very lost and lonely. Wasn't to be, but much has changed since then. Unfortunately, not much in terms of results. We didn't get the three points. We were very confident last week, Charlie, but it just wasn't to be this weekend. You know what? It's one of those games on um, Saturday. I didn't come out annoyed. I didn't come out... I was a bit gutted. Well, I think mm, that changes, disappointed. Disappointed to the fact that... Oh, you've got to be burying teams when you go one new up. I mean, Sheffield United started off really well. First 10 minutes, they put a bit of pressure on it and we knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. We knew that. We had a lot of injuries at the minute. We knew that was going to happen. I thought we dealt with them quite well. They didn't have loads of chances like previous clubs have had before. That's one thing Arteta has done. All the shots against we had, memory, everyone mm. kept bringing up. 25 shots what, all mm. these sorts of 32 shots 32 shots faced 4 were on target let's be, <laughs> yeah, I know, let's be serious but, I know this, uh, it's a horrible stat I hate yeah. but something that has happened it's, it's the only stat that we watch when you play your mate at Fever it's like mate I beat you I had 47 oh, no, shots it's, it's mate you lost 2-1 don't worry about it yeah. <laughs> but we're not getting them stats because people are not having as many chances against us now mm. so he's obviously doing something right I personally think that's Torreira and Xhaka sitting where they are mm. I still I know he gets it but I just think Come out of the ground, I was, I was gutted. I thought we deserve more than a draw, and I think mm-hmm. we're trying. And I think there's a few, Palace last week. I thought we deserve more than the draw, and it's we're like a bit of a draw specialist at the moment. I mean, I want to look positive. It's killing us. 2020, we are still unbeaten. <laughs> That's the positive. Uh, well, the downside is eleven draws this season. Well, I think what you're saying this season. What you're saying about the about what Arteta's done to make Arsenal a bit more compact is working. Yep. I think the way in which we operate with the ball and without the ball is quite important as well because we flick from certain formations and the structure changes of the team depending on how we've got the ball and how we haven't. Whereas it just didn't seem like under Emery that we had that kind of structure. I mean, I looked. I was convinced we were going to win the game this weekend. I thought we. This is it, lads. You know. Arteta's up and running now, but um, Sheffield United are a decent team. I don't think they're a great team. There's a lot of people saying, oh, so so good. No, they're an organised team. They're not fantastic. Let's be honest, they didn't really create too many chances against us. And the goal that they got against us was a deflected. I'm getting sick of deflected goals. I've got to be honest with you. It It doesn't feel like we're getting the rub of the green at the moment. It feels like little things like that are just coming against us. And we can talk about VAR maybe after the break and stuff, but 
little things like that aren't going against us. But I have some sympathy with Arteta as well because he's trying to affect change in a a team that is decimated by injuries. No, We've got so many players out. And everyone talks about Man City and how important Man City's fullbacks are on their play. Arteta, he hasn't even had a fullback to look at, really. He's had mm. a half-fit Kolasinac at, think, best, at best. I think that's uh, something we've definitely got to look at. and I can't see Hector Bellerin ever getting the form back that he's going to have. It's really? fitness as well. It's not so much yeah, form, it's fitness. Uh, yeah, it's fitness. I just, I just, he's been out for so long now. And I think we need to be looking at a new right-back. Mate Niles, to be fair, since Arteta came in, I think he's done an excellent job. Personally, and I'm happy to keep him as a, as a backup, more so to speak. But we have to buy a proven right back in the summer, 100. percent I think mm. that's that's got to be a priority. Centre half, left back. I mean, there's been a lot of rumours about this Kazawa from Paris Saint Germain. I've seen people moaning about it and so on. I think getting him on a free as a backup to Tierney, get Tierney fit as a backup to Tierney on a free transfer, and you've got Saka that can tuck in there as well. It's been excellent. Yeah. And Selk Lasnach, maybe you might get you 25, 30 million to for invest. Kla- no way. I think you're not going to get 20. No oh, one's paying 25 million Char- for him, Charlie. Oh, no, not in a million so. years. In this day and age, you're gonna get, you could get 20 million. You're going to get something of him. He, he's 26, 27 years old. He's in his prime. He's an Arsenal footballer. I think you'll get some sort of money like that. You have to remember what he's signing for. Yeah, I know. We've he's got a fi- he's, he's great fishing for 15%, is Charlie. When we're talking <laughs> about the team, we're obviously reflecting on the team. We're saying 11 draws. It's also six wins in 23 league games. Obviously. <sighs> highlights just one of a number of problems but why is it when when Charlie said they he came out from the ground on the weekend you know a little bit disappointed wasn't even angry but why is it every week whoever it is if he's uh, you Chris or, or Seager or myself we go this is the week like we all said it last week yeah. we went we'll put Sheffield United away we're at home we've got Arteta we're, we're feeling great but we've done this before uh, against many opponents this season go we'll get back to it this week yeah 3-1-4-1 one, one. and then we just see this a, a similar I know it was a better performance but we still we're still not seeing this this bounce back of our own Chris I think it's because we can see there's mitigating circumstances like we said like um, the, the deflections you know those things happen sometimes that does happen mm. sometimes it doesn't it just feels like particularly the one against Palace last week oh. felt to me like that's one that could just bobble wide and all of a sudden Palace had no real mm. other opportunities and we, we see that game out you know instances that every week every game we seem to play there is one key instance that happens I think at the weekend but can we blame that can can we blame that which was a stonewall penalty yeah exactly so you go 2-0 up there and the game's Mm. finished all right let's just say that Aubameyang is a few seconds earlier in his challenge and and doesn't get sent off against Palace there's no way they get back let's just say we we were in the ascendancy in that game if that ball bobbles wide you know Mm. little things are just not falling for us they aren't falling but we don't want to be one of those fans Chris where you know like other teams when they go Oh, it's well. this, it's this. Yeah. You know like, what we say about other fans, Spurs fans, right. Liverpool okay. fans. We go, okay. oh, well, if you know, if, if we would have had one more point, we would have won the league. Right. You didn't get one more point. Oh, no. Okay, let me. We let can't me, become that. Let me reel off some names with you as well. Tierney, Bellerin, Kalashnik, Socrates, Nelson, Aubameyang, suspended. Chambers, holding, not quite fit. One, two, three, Sabias. four, five, six, seven, eight. Sabias is potentially not fit as well. That's nine players. Any, if you take Chelsea, if you take Man United, if you take Tottenham, if you take any, Sheffield United, Wolves, any of the teams that are in the top 10 and you remove that number of first team squad players, they're going to struggle. So I just think we're a bit unfortunate with the injury. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Mm. We we're we're, we're very it. unfortunate, but why do we think, is the team, I don't want to say worse than what we all think as a collective, but you know every week we go, we'll get the win and we don't. Or, 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 do we all need a, a reflection on ourselves oh, a little bit in that sense, I Charlie? Think, I don't think we're, 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 we haven't been very good for years. 
I think Arsenal fans put themselves on a pedestal. Mm. We think we're better than we are. But we all do. Every, we, we thought we no, was winning last I week. I mean, I've argued with some friends yeah. and they still think we're that team that should be pushing for Champions League football. Uh, I mean, that we should be in Champions League. We should be, that should be God-given right for us. We are not that team no more. The Premier League has evolved all that time. Since we had Arsenal being the last year. But that hurts even to hear you say that, let alone for me to say it. No, but we have fallen back so much from the last Wenger years and Gazidis involved in the club, we've gone so far back above everyone else. The Premier League has evolved massively. You've got mm. teams like Wolves, Leicester, Sheffield United. They're all spending big money now. Everton, didn't, they, spending they didn't fortunes. outspend us in the summer, though, did they? Because we spent... Mm. N- none of these teams have outspent well, us, though. So Arsenal that, have Pepe, had the money we, spent for... We spent, spent, we spent 40 million on Pepe cash this summer. That's not a lot of money. No, nope. Tobias, we got on a loan. But we have, we have, we did Dave spend Louise, the money. There million. was some investment. Well, I, I think you've got, Tierney. you've got the point. Well. Yeah, but that's that's, where, for, that's a big time for the future. Well, we should be spending 150 million on yeah. football club. Where, where you're, where you're right is the way in which the money is spent and the people that's spending. It. And I think a lot of people have all of a sudden, particularly when it started to go south with Emery, a lot of fans started to look at Senyehi and the football instructor and say something's not right here. If they're not really delivering, if if they can't make the decision. If, imagine if they'd have taken the correct decision over the international break and then gone straight for Arteta instead of waiting a month. Maybe we'd have had a lot more, a, a run of easier games for, in which also he didn't have players injured. We might have a few more points on the board. I've got, I've got to the point now, which is quite sad. I've written off the league. I really have. I generally have. 100%. I'm thinking to myself now, as a football fan, I still want some sort of success. Mm. You're in the four competitions a year. Let's go all out and try and win the FA Cup and all our eggs into the Europa League basket. Because ultimately, I don't care if we finish outside that European spot and don't have Europa League this year. Mm. Couldn't care less. I think, if anything, it would probably do us a favour. Look at that year Chelsea dropped Well, out not financially. Yeah. Not financially. Well, how much money do you really is, get for I think it's yeah. 40 to 50 million pounds. Really, I mean, yeah. I, I, you, you have to check out someone like yeah, Swiss that's... Ramble. Excellent. Kieran is a great... Um, yeah, Maguire. Uh, 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 blog and um, yeah, you're right, some of the yeah, stuff that he that. does but there. I'm just thinking as a, as a fan I'm sure it's fitness. about 40 to 50 million pounds well, we though, and that. that sort of money is the that. money that we need And but I'm talking that's if you go deep into the competition which we should really Europa League we should but be I'm going deep Europa into League that competition at the I'm looking at the teams in there look on fire mm. I wouldn't want to fancy come up against them top of Serie A do you know what I mean? Yeah. The Kaku Sanchez just come back. That's written on the stars, isn't it? Yeah, maybe Ericsson. And they've just signed, you know, world beater Ashley Young. Ericsson. Fearsome. Yeah, These yeah players but I know what it's like. Yeah, but last minute and then every Ashley Young top corner, you know, it's <laughs> Don't coming. worry, lads. These, none of those players will be able to play because they've all played for their current clubs in no, European that, that football. No, that don't count anymore. That's gone, that rule. Mm. What, as, what, from last season? Because yeah. that's what yeah. we had with Aubameyang. Yeah, season. that's gone. Yeah, that's, that's crazy, ain't it? That's gone. That had nothing. After the segment, we, right, we, right, we, we need to put s- another segment in. Chris <laughs> is fuming about that. Chris, I thought you were Sherlock Holmes, mate. Don't let me dub your name, and you don't. You ain't done your homework. He's got all these VAR notes have gone out got the window. Me. Unbelievable. <laughs> he wants to talk about this. <laughs> let's let's quickly start this then, because obviously uh, you mentioned it that the, the penalty on the weekend with Pepe, <laughs> and I know there was a, a, a table. It was viral. It was going around social media that if the referees' decisions that have cost us and actually didn't happen, we'd be nine, nine points nine better points. off. I think it yeah. was. And after a while, you know, it is a little bit swings and roundabouts, and we don't want to say like we're upset and broken fans, but these sort of things do matter and they do come to fruition, There's don't they? There's two that stand out to me massively, and one of the one I'm going to mention now has put us in the stead we was. The Crystal Palace one, which uh, Socrates scored the goal, mm. and Chambers got penalised for the foul. There was, was actually a foul. He, he, he got fouled. It was a foul on him. Yeah. Right? We'd have won that day. We'd have gone 3-2 up. 
we'd have won. Okay. After that, we had Sheffield United. We might, yeah, but Unai might have stayed. No, but, but, but no, but, but what I'm saying is that was the turning point because it was it was the thing with the Jacker thing, and that's the, the season went downhill for them. Fo- then we went sacked. Football is about momentum, yeah. and if you look at Leicester, Leicester have ridden the crest of a confidence wave, and yep. that's why they are on 45 points right now. And Sheffield United, to an extent, have ridden the crest of that. Leicester if, a little if, bit. If, of if Sheffield fans, United yeah. at the beginning of the season had lost four or five games in a row, they wouldn't be in the same position. Everyone's talking about how organised that they are, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Confidence affects team massively, and it, it went the other way with us. Yeah. And so. Sometimes when you need things to go your way, if they do go your way, that can make a big bit of difference. And I just think it hasn't happened. And like you, to your point there, Charlie, you beat Crystal Palace, you go into the next game on a high. You know, if Sograris gets what was a clear shirt pull at Bramall Lane yep. on him, if that, and that was at nil-nil. If we go up, maybe the game changes. You don't know. Um, football, big moments make uh, key pivotal parts in any season. And... We've not had that, and we had another incident of it uh, the weekend. Yeah, well, it was an interesting one. Obviously, uh, Charlie talking about the Pepe penalty stonewall, but obviously VAR didn't think it was because they said it wasn't a penalty, and the social media and the fans at home have been split. What do you make of it? And stay around, because Chris has got some hot takes to take on it, that's for sure. Love sports. You're listening to the Arsenal Fan Show and Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Joined in the studio with Gunners Tan, Charlie Easton, Sherlock Holmes himself, Chris Howard. Well, we're going to need him now because there is a mystery and a riddle to be solved. And you can have your say. What are you making of it? Because obviously we were speaking about Arsenal could be nine points better off if the decisions went their way. The decisions actually that should have gone their way, but they didn't for some reason or another. Who knows? Referee bias, you know. Yep, they're what my words. Yep. I said it. Let's get into it. Uh, Chris, let's start with you then because I, I know you, it's not just necessarily VAR and everything, it's the consistency for yeah. you. I think first and foremost, it's important to point out this is the kind of the uh, the caveat here. This isn't an Arsenal conspiracy. I'm not going to start crying foul because it's Arsenal and there's an anti Arsenal agenda. I don't think there is. What I do think that we have currently with the system that we have in place in this country because it's been proven to work at the World Cup. And I've seen in the Australian League, I've seen a couple of video examples where they seem to be doing it properly. What I believe we have in this country is unelected, ill-qualified and frankly ignorant referees and a refereeing system by the PGMOL, which is run by one of the most notoriously terrible referees in Mike Riley. And he... When you have have an individual at the top of an entity, of an organisation, which has so consistently underperformed over many years and he is the the figurehead of that then it all it all bleeds itself down it all sort of permeates through we have some really poor referee the the standard of referees in the country is poor and the decision making is poor and it's not consistent as well I, I totally totally agree and I just don't see the logic how can you have anything I mean Joy we're big NFL fans mm. and they've been doing that for years uh, and it, it works well. I, think, it work, it does, I agree. How yeah. can you have anything going on where a referee makes a decision and you've got someone 300 miles away, mm. not even in the stadium, responsible for something that's going on on that pitch with 60,000 people around there, referee, players, so much involved. How can someone completely far away be deciding that? Because the fact... Uh, I know you're watching it on telly, but you're not involved in the game. Mm. I know that's like it's. I I get the VAR. I I do get, and there's so much money on the line. I understand why clubs want it because you want the right decision. 
but you should not be having someone miles away at Stockley Park controlling that decision. Granted, like the same given the NFL. But NFL does work like that. They yeah. refer to New York. Yeah, I know. The office is in New York. Yeah, but the decision happens. But ultimately, the referee will look at himself. Yeah, oh, which that's is what, what we've That's yeah. what I'm saying. So I understand on Saturday. That Mike Roy doesn't see that. Okay. Mike Dean. Mike Sorry. Oh, yeah, Mike Dean. Mike, Sorry, Dean. Mike Dean. Sorry, I'm, I'm blaming Mike Riley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Mike, so Mike Dean doesn't see that on Saturday, which is fair enough. May have missed it. And they did look at it, but that should be really. They look at it and they go, Mike, go and have a look at it. See what you think. Mm. Okay? But, but, and then he goes over to the screen, and if he then sees it again, and he decides, no, I'm standing on my decision. I'm right with that. Or he might go, you know what? I have made a rick there. I'm going to change it. No one in the ground would really have the ump with stuff. If the referee's going over there to look at himself, which I've done at the World Cup, which I thought worked well, the mm. Women's World Cup as well works well, then no one really is going to think, all right, fair enough, he's seen it, he's had another look at it, still don't fancy mm. it, fair enough. But to, for him not even to see it again and then just listen to someone in there who's got no involvement in the game, mm. it's wrong. It's, it's, it's farcical. People, farcical have said, people have said, well, if you want consistency, VAR is the very epitome of it because that's where you're getting the toes offside and the armpits yeah. offside. Well, I'm sorry, that's not correct because I, I can point out some examples. Now, these are Arsenal examples because I'm an Arsenal fan. Yeah. I watch Arsenal more than anything else. But I can guarantee that most other fans will be able to use examples. Um, Craig Pawson against Jorginho. Okay, if he doesn't see it or he doesn't think that's a yellow card, someone just needs to have a word in his ear. But the person that was in Stockley Park most likely would have been a Mike Dean or a, a similar other referee. So this is the problem. We have a bank of referees who just rotate and, and they're all just as poor as each other. Wilfred Zahar against, Chris, against Arsenal at the Emirates. Very, very minimal contact. I thought it was a In fact, it was... Well, this is the but thing. But exactly the same as Pepe. Exactly. That's, that was going to be my thing. point. You either say... He's gone down, he's exaggerated contact, no penalty. And if you're going to do that, absolutely fine. Then you say, uh, Nicolas Pepe has gone down with minimal contact, no penalty. But you cannot have one week, this guy is going down with minimal contact and he is getting a penalty. And the next week, this guy is going down with an almost exactly situation and he's not getting a penalty. Mm. Um, I, I don't know the guy's first name, but the chap McLean, who was uh, Norwich, uh, on Genduzzi, when we yeah, played them at sure, Carroll yeah. Road, it was a poor tackle. He gets a yellow card. Piero Emmerich Aubameyang, last weekend, another poor tackle. I don't know an Arsenal fan that didn't say it was a red card. However, why are we getting one instance where the referee is saying that's perfectly fine, or that's a yellow, and another instance which is almost identical and saying, no, that's fine. And I think it was you saying as well, Andy Robertson as well. But not in defence, obviously. This isn't an Arsenal thing. I need yeah. to stress this. It's an, I'm making it an Arsenal thing because I watch Arsenal mm. most no, of the time. No, I agree. And, I, and I, you said every club will say it. Another farcical one I see, really, which in the laws of game, laws of physics doesn't work out, the goal where Liverpool, uh, Wolves scored against Liverpool a couple of weeks ago, mm. the guy received the ball, he was in front of the defender. So he's back, he backing into the defender. Mm. Because the way he set his foot was minimal to the left of the defender's that foot. That was mad. How can, how can you be backing into a centre-half and be offside? Yeah, it's that, a joke. That was great. But what about the... Because the, there is other ones where it was kind of similar. Obviously, Norwich on the weekend, Goffrey, terrible challenge on Wilson. It was a yellow card. They went at back. the screen. Yeah, but so that made it right. Yes, but he went back and it was the same as Aubameyang. He went back and he changed it to a red because that was a horrific challenge. Yeah. So I know that's only one instance where we're seeing a bit of consistency, but the argument for you is the consistency, isn't it, Chris? 100%. And we need to do something. So 
the the Crystal Palace Arsenal game at the Emirates, we had a guy who'd never ref the Premier League game in his life, oh. and it looked it felt like it. The one in Stockley Park, mm. um, and it felt like it. So you've got that one end of the spectrum, and then we've got the likes of Craig Pawson or Mike Dean, who are also then the 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 officials, and it's almost like it's a it's a little club. They've all got to look after each other, and that's the most infuriating thing. It's you know have your rules in place, but we need to have a proper system in place because. What we were told at the beginning of the season is that the Premier League looked very, very close to the VAR. They spent all summer deliberating how they should go about enforcing it. And what they essentially did was take the good work of the World Cup from a few years ago, the Women's World Cup, and throw it out and say, no, we're just going to rely on the bloke in Stockley Park instead of doing it the way every other um, institution, every other um, football tournament has done it. It's baffling. Well, unfortunately, I think, I think there's going to be two incidences. This one, we're playing a different VAR to the one that Europe's playing in the top European leagues. And then we come to the Champions League, Europa League. What, what rules do we adhere to? Is very No, we're not playing a universal VAR system. That's a worry in itself. Secondly... Not that these debates will become sort of old hat, but next year I think VAR will be totally different. Yeah. Have, they would have had this year under their belt, this season, they work on it next off-season. And not that this argument goes away, because we want to see results now, Chris, but I think next year it will look drastically, drastically right, different. You'd have to hope so. That's, that, that's the only hope that and, I have. And right I, I think they've been... You know what I think is? I think they've gone, look, we've, we've made all these ricks, as you said. Can't I think we've run. gone all these makes... And I think... And they've, I really believe that they've all gone... We got we got to carry on making mistakes now, just so people can go. It's so inconsistent, or it's consistently <coughs> inconsistent that we just go. We're right this year off, and we'll, yeah. and we'll stay the course now because the they can't me. change it now. Well, how about this for an idea? Tell me what you think. Okay, no. So, what, <laughs> as you just said, regarding it's all it's like a referees club. So if you've got Mike Dean, Craig Paulson, son. Ultimately, they're all referees, all respect each other, they're all referees. They don't want to really be mm. making him look like a fool. One hundred percent. This is it. it. So why don't you have? A, there must be somewhere out there. Get people ex-footballers. People know the game. Mm. Like people, and I'm sure they've been or a people, mixture. Why don't you have three people at Stockley Park, a footballer? You can have a ref I and think, something I else. I don't think you can have that. No, make because a then you've got, But then you've got three... That's quite a quiet. A fan, an ex-pro and a ref no, but then, but, on the panel. No, but then you, and we watch it like Gogglebox. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but then, you've got, then you've got... the Then you argue yes, yes and no. Then yeah. You've got people to... Well, then the consensus. Person, two no, versus one. one. No, but then it'll be like boxing. It'll be like exactly, corruption. Exactly. It'll be like one two people have got... One person is responsible... And it's a player, it's a person who knows the game. And, 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 and it's still subjective. But they're though. not making no decision. It's always, yeah, they're, not always making, they're not making no decision. All they're doing is saying, ref, have them look at yourself and see what you think. Mm. So you're not putting... You're not putting but, nothing in there where you're saying, have a look at it again. Mm. Then the referee can look at it properly himself, like he done the World Cup, like he did at Women's World Cup, like he does in Europe. And he looks at it himself and he decides then if he made a mistake, if he goes with it or not mm. against Well, it. actually, the great man Arsene Wenger is that uh, FIFA now. And he said he's a big believer and he's going to be uh, fighting for them to look at the screen more. The ref should be going off using that off-pitch monitor. <laughs> but I think you've hit the nail on the head, Charlie, in the sense that the refs it is a bit of a, an old boys club and you know we never yep. hear from the refs after never. the game never hear from them you know we can't managers can't say anything about ref mistakes and no one ref would ever go and you know even if they're not mates they're all from the same uniform yep. they're all from the same club <clears throat> go he's got that wrong there and, and we're never allowed to do that managers can go wrong team selection didn't play today but we can't say a bad word about the rest yeah. they, they don't even They're come out protected. they need to come out and go this is why I saw it for me it weren't a penalty this is how it goes in the handbook da, 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 da. and we go I don't agree with you but if, if that's how yeah. you're seeing it I, I think can't you, hear, you hear all the other radio stations on Sky and so forth you see Dermot uh, Dermot O'Leary hmm. Dermot Gallagher Mark Halsey but retired it's always yes. the retired yeah. ones because but, now they don't can but the good can. thing about it is 
you hear them explain yeah, decision, you 100%. go, oh, it makes sense now. Well, you you do, is, you understand mm. it. You're not like, and you can understand it. And, and all people will say, and always their argument is, it's not the referees, it's not the VAR's fault. They are the rules. People mm. don't know the rules. Yeah, I mean, okay. VAR's just enforcing for, the rules yeah. already there. For me, again, I've watched a couple of these Australian soccer um, league games and... The referees are very transparent. You can hear them on the monitor. I love that. Uh, and I'm, you I'm can gonna, in other sports like, NFL. Can I, I, can I just get a check? More. Can I just get a check here? Okay, fine. I'm going to go over to the monitor. Have a look. Yeah, it looks to me like he's done this. Right. Okay. Right. I'm going to send him off. And Brilliant. people would have mm. no argument. With that. And you know what else? I think that would add. We're all about you know because this is packaged all for TV now. It's all a spectacle. It's it all entertainment. I think it, add, it it adds to it because you so you know you're with your mates. You're watching. It, you go hang on, and they go. We just want to check this. Uh, you know, this is for this is this is what we're looking into. You go. Oh, what, what's that about? They do it in the NFL. This is what we want. We want to be kept in a loop. And everyone's yep. saying, what is this all about? This is was... Mike Riley's PGMOL though. This is what I think. It's mm. it's protectionism. Well, Riley's an idiot. It is protectionism of um, a, a gentleman's club of a collective of referees who are, as I said earlier, um, they're unelected, they're ill-qualified, and they're an ignorant collective of, of people. And I don't think that they deliberately try to make these mistakes, but I think because it, the the system isn't managed properly, uh, they are the ones that end up being the co- the butt of the joke, so to be. You know, yes, the only worst with me as as a match-going fan, I go every game virtually. When a goal goes in, you don't Can't celebrate. celebrate. I, I, I don't even. I hate it when you don't even see the players celebrating. You know, like you've seen some big goals over the last few weeks, getting their teams back into it, one-one, not no, celebrating. I'm like, it's just so robbed of that moment, and everyone goes, "Oh, it's more euphoria than when it's confirmed." No, it's, no, it's not. not. We've got Palace fans chanting, "VAR's embarrassing." When it works for them, celebrating. I mean, I know. Look, this isn't Palace fans. All sports fans are fickle, but this is this is where we're at. I know. Even like. If you see a goal on telly now, I think, oh no, that's going to be us, can we call back? You, you, you don't, it's just take all the emotion. Know. You out see of a 40 yard scream, you go, wait, was he? Yeah, was it? Yeah, yeah. Hang on, he was texting. I was, I was. Goal, <laughs> Martinelli's goal on Saturday, yeah. I was adamant it was going to be offside. I was I half, like that, I was adamant. That was sort of in the, I was in a, sitting in a different seat um, at the weekend and it was right in front of me and even I just paused as it hit the net, looked at the linesman, linesman hadn't put his flag up. I sort of half celebrated. And then it took a few seconds to yeah, register that they were just walking away. And, and every time you let in a goal, the players go over to the ref, make sure you check that. Mm. They, always, they always look at that and they go, he always goes, yep, listening. I'll put me yeah. to me here, by the way. Every goal is reviewed. <sighs> you get the old Shiraz, he does that. Why does when they, they do the old TV screen, you, you know, they know. The penalty, yeah. Because yeah. he ain't said it confirmed, if, it means. Because if they go, no. I always go four words. Yeah. <laughs> he never <laughs> plays syllables. along. Never plays along. Gutted. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are talking about, obviously, Eddie and Ketia staying Arsenal. at Arsenal. Let's keep it an Arsenal. Not just the refs and VAR. Talking all about the players and Arteta's impact so far. Love Sport. You're listening to the Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Joined in the studio with Gunners Tan, Charlie Easton, Chris Howard. Well, we was just getting into a very fiery debate all about the referees and VAR. Talking about that Sheffield United game. Could have uh, Pepe had a penalty. VAR and the refs deemed it no. But what are you making of it? Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 70 20 558. Going to be talking all about the Chelsea game. Oli Salt will be joining us a little bit later to give us that Chelsea opposition view. It's a big one. And so does Arteta think that because he's saying it's a must-win game. 
game. The pressure is on the <clears> shoulders of the boys. But before that, this week, obviously, Eddie and Ketty obviously played on the weekend. Looking like Bristol City was on the cards, nearly done. Arteta apparently intervened at the last minute, Chris. And here he is. He's staying with us. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, it says to me that he wants cover because he's obviously looked at the situation and thought... Like, there's a few people that have said, oh, that means Lacazette stuff. No, I don't no believe chance. that for a second. But I think he's looked at the situation with Aubameyang and thinks it only takes another injury yeah. to Aubameyang and then, you know, I've got one striker and that's it. You can argue that um, Martinelli could potentially do a job, but if you're moving Martinelli into a centre-forward position, then he's not able to play wide forward. So you still then, you yeah. know, you're losing yourself <coughs> a body. So I think it makes sense... I'm not sure how much game time he's going to get, though, because he might play against Bournemouth, maybe. Uh, maybe he's going to get think, a shot against Chelsea. I think you'll find him coming on virtually every, every game. The way Lacazette's been in a minute. He might, mm. he might, he might play a role in Europa worry. League as well. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think I think it's a good thing. I, think, I don't think you have too many bodies. I mean, I think if we weren't playing at Leeds, what's the point of them getting back, which they have done? Mm. And no disrespect, Bristol City, right, we need someone to cover, because exactly what Chris mm. just said. Man, if it happens to Bambi on Lacazette, we're banging trouble going forward. I think Pepe can play through there, Martelli can play in there, but then you lose width. Because my, I think our main problem at the minute now is the creativity in the middle. Well, it's not, not just that, it's the lack of goals. We've lost at Bamiang. The next highest is Martinelli. We'll get on him and what a signing and, and talent he yeah. is. We've really unearthed the gem there. Brilliant, brilliant player this season. Pepe's looking better each week now, you know. I, I do I have really to agree. Do. The worry is Lacazette. I don't know if it's a, he's lacking confidence or what yes. it is at the minute, but he's Needs completely yeah, com- he's completely gone off the boil. And I know people said he's looked better under Arteta, you know, much of it. I don't know if I fully buy into that. No, and mm. I don't. And I've, I think he needs one come off his arse or something. He needs something like that. He need, And I'm hoping there that's tomorrow. Go. I'm mm. hoping that's... He needs something just to come off him. Lucky goal. But we need that, don't we, as a yeah. team? We need we a seem to, Something we seem to galvanise the side. We seem to have had a lot of rubs rubs of the <laughs> ill rub of the green is that careful thing Chelsea haven't looked that good at the minute so yeah but that that worries me even more because I just think just when they're not going yeah. well we go to the bridge tomorrow night and, and talking of going to the bridge tomorrow night we, we should have beat him at home in the Emirates we all know what happened in that final 15 minutes or so Arteta <coughs> did a conference today saying that this game is must win and I know all games against your rivals are must win yeah I, well, I because that. if we don't get that then what are we talking about next week and the day after because you, know, you said it was must win and, and we Lost. didn't win it. Yeah. We'll be talking about Bournemouth. I know, we're into Chris, the next round of the FA Cup. Charlie makes a point then, doesn't he? When, you know, Chris, him saying must win because we knew it was must win without him needing to sort of use those actual Put words. The pressure. Mm. A must win? I don't know. We're, 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 aren't we now into, now. The, aren't we now into the longest pre-season that we've ever known? Yes. Yes. I'd like to think, yeah. Because let's be honest, we're not going to get top four. I don't think. I think even Europa League is going to be a challenge. I'm a um, deluded that I think we can win the FA Cup or Europa I, I League. Think we can really, win the, yeah. I generally think if you the double you was going to I, say, I think we can. I've had it. I love it. I've it. No, but that's why. I, this is what I wanted to ask because each one. week we we still think we can do it. I'm telling Please you, bet responsibly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but and, that, and that's what. Why do we do it? Because I watch Sheffield United obviously on the weekend. I'm thinking, I can't believe that we've bought enough. Thought we was going to turn them over, and and, it's the, and now we're going. We could do the double. <laughs> had, you know how many games we've won in it? Six out of twenty-three. But I take that forty to only one. Shot. Only one in the cup, though. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Please? I'm beating this year, as you rightly exactly, pointed out, Charlie. Mate. But I'm it is a worry, Chris. From Mikel's army. Um, again, I think. Mikel Arteta has been playing with a hand tied behind his back um, with some of the players that he's got. He's he playing, still probably get a game. He's playing an 18-year-old <laughs> left winger as a left back. And I he mean, looks excellent. 
he's looked very good. Excellent. I mean, he, he was uh, one, once or twice out of position with, uh, uh, on Saturday, which then meant Xhaka was being yeah. pulled in, which then means Xhaka isn't into that middle space able to find the passing passing lane. So, you know, we had a few issues there, but that's, that's what's happening mm. because we've got so <clears throat> many injuries. If we had, and this is why I don't understand why this January we haven't gone properly hard for a right back, um, because I don't think Bellerin's going to be fully fit by this, you know, at any stage this season at this, right, at this rate. So, and, uh, sorry, well, what can we get? Because you reckon we're getting 25 for Kolasinac. So what, what can we get for Bellerin on your prices? <laughs> well, another 20-odd. <laughs> you know what I was going to say something as well, which really infuriated me? I've heard people, oh, was Staffy done all right Saturday? No, he didn't. No, he did not. He was like, all right. No, he's, he wasn't. He's sitting up for this. This is I business, Chris. I am telling you. Watch I'm out. telling you a couple of times. I'm getting a bit scared. He made last-ditch tackles and clearances. He's, yeah? pointing, he's pointing his fingers. Right, uh, I'll tell you now. He's making them last-ditch tackles because he was out of position. Give Charlie, a step away from the mic. You're going to yeah. start chewing on it I'll, in a minute. I'm telling you now. How's that man even still at this football club? It's a joke. And Arsenal media release all this. Oh, he's getting abused on social media. Good. Okay? <laughs> so I say to that. Good. And I've got people DM, uh, Twitter, on Twitter last week going to me, these are the sort of fans we don't need at Arsenal. Rubbish. This guy, we've tried getting him out, left, right and centre, and because he's on 100 grand a week, don't want to go. He's happy to sit on the bench and do nothing. I can't stand the geezer, all right? <laughs> and I don't want to see him anywhere near this football club again. Right. So, so the important <laughs> question yeah, no, is, because you were sitting on a fence there, how do you really feel? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just, I'm he's captain. And you know what he's going to play again tomorrow? Steve, because Socrates is still ill, so he's going to be there again tomorrow. Mm. And I guarantee you, Tammy Abraham will stay right away from Louise, who I think has been excellent lately, to be fair. Since I t- he's probably the player I, I think. Don't, I don't know about excellent. I think Louise has I been good. They've think, all been I good. There's no one that's I been think, amazing. I think him, he's probably the, him and Torreira are the two I can never feel confident with him, though. No. I, know, I know what you mean. He has stood out, and, and, and he's been a leader, but he's got a mistake in him. Tomorrow, and I can never tomorrow ever fully he's trust stand someone. up. And that guy's average. He's going to get booed. He'll stand up tomorrow and be counted for. I tell you what, we do need. Big game plan. And you, I wrote down what I think the team might be. Oh, um, you'll tomorrow. get him out of the team and all. Rubbish. Is Meza Ozil. He had a f- first few games with Arteta in. We saw an improvement in work rate. We saw. Um, a player that was finding space in between the lines, and he looked decent. He wasn't that great at the weekend. Rubbish. He wasn't that great against Crystal Palace. And you just with. wonder if, yeah, well, that's the big thing, isn't it? Well, it's, it's, it's used to be the assist king. Mm. Well, let's talk, about, let's talk about the positives, not the negatives. And one Alisson of the positives, has the same amount of assists as Ozil. All right. Well, let's talk about one of the positives, and that, and that obviously is Martinelli. What a player this is. I mean, yeah. no one really expected the impact. Obviously, the money we signed him for. You know, we thought obviously his age going to be on the fringes. He's really into the four at the minute, and and this is a player that potentially we we I don't want to say we have a superstar on our hands, but we have yeah, a real real product yeah. on 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 at the hands of Arsenal, don't we? Here, Chris. Absolutely, six million pounds. I mean, um, it's I mean that, uh, that don't get spoken about enough for me. No, in I mean, today's market, you could easily, you know, you know. What's amazing about Martinelli is his his energy levels are, are, are great. Um, he really doesn't care that he's 18 years old and he's been thrown into the first team. I think where the way the club have um, evolved his playing time has been good because let's face it, at the beginning of the season he wasn't anywhere near. Well, actually, he, he came on, didn't he, for the <coughs> Newcastle game? But he wasn't getting to yeah, yeah, a few games Forest, here or yeah. there. But now he's we're now getting to the point where he's becoming an integral player. He scored on Saturday. He has to play tomorrow night. Oh, he will. I think you know, he's got nine goals this season. We've got Noah Bamian. Lacazette like isn't scoring. Yeah, Martinelli has to be one of the first names on the team. I, sheet I, tomorrow I, totally, night. I totally, totally agree with that, and it's been. I mean, Edu, I presume it's Edu who's found him or knows about him because of the Brazilian connection. Mm. And he, he has been one of our, I think him, Saka this season, 
And Sacco actually, just quickly on that, apparently saying he, he won't mind uh, trying to transform to, to left-back change his position and learn. Yet. Fair play. No, but also in the future, who knows, maybe this one could thing, be a change for him. One thing I'd, everyone sort of, he did get a lot of crits of memory. Mm. One thing you cannot, you, you can't, you have to praise him for. He had brought through the youth this season. Mm. He did. He, he started Sacco, played a lot of games. He had, he had, he had the bottle, didn't he? Played him Old Trafford away, he started him left wing. Played really well, didn't he, as well, Saka. He, he brought Willock on. You see mm. Willock a lot. Sheffield First United game of the away, season, yeah. you had Reese Nelson and Willock starting. Look brilliant, two of them. Martinelli mm. come on. So I think that was a club strategy, though, as well, wasn't it? I mean, clearly, the, by the manager picked the players. Wobie and, yeah, the manager picked the players. And what about Reese Nelson, 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 who's obviously uh, a big loss. He's out for a while, wouldn't he? Yeah, and, and Arteta saying that this is actually someone he thinks could be a star for Arsenal because he want, he's shown in his shorter time there that he he's one of the ones that does want to work at it, you know, and, and work at all the things that Arteta has kind of sold think, the players on. I think on. With, with Nelson, though, as well, what he's good at and the reason why Arteta likes him is because he's one of these players it's very he's a give and go player isn't it he's get, yeah, get me the ball to me I'm going to I'm going to you know forward progression to me I'll touch the ball off and I'll go and that is the sort of player particularly a wide forward that I think Arteta would love yeah, because that ability to go from front to back very very quickly and rapidly get in behind you know he's got the pace so if he can hone his skills a bit like you know what happened with Raheem Sterling uh, and his evolution yeah. um, you know it, it could be exciting I mean back to Martinelli I think we've got to be quite excited about him and my only worry is if we're not performing how long do we have him for but you're going to get your money out of him mm. but obviously we want to get the best of him first I'm sure any young Brazilian kid any kid from South well, America well they keep saying that he, he, he's got a chance to be called up by Italy he's not made a decision yet really yeah that's what I heard I did, Italy, I did read something the other day about we've got a bit of an issue in February next season or this season I mean you've got the Brazilian under 23 qualifiers for the Olympics and as a, as a Brazilian kid, that they take the, the Olympics really seriously, don't they? That's really a big seriously. big thing. Yeah. And it's not a FIFA recognised competition. So if he gets given a pit, and Arsenal can say no, you ain't going. And at the moment, I can't see us letting him go. We need him, mm. and that could. Well, maybe they might be friction. open. That he does he want to play for Italy then. If yeah. that is true, I, I read that somewhere. Yeah. I don't know if that is true, Martinelli. Is I can't saying. see Brazil letting that go because he looks. He no, looks a real not. deal. Yeah, of course and, not. But, 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 but as a, a South American kid, you know their dreams are all to play for Real Madrid or Barcelona. Mm. Every South American kid, they grow up watching that sort of stuff. They want to play for one of them clubs. So eventually, he's going to want to go to some sort of clubs. So we just got to try and get the best out of him before then. Well, yeah, or t- sign him up to a nice long deal and then get absolutely <coughs> mega bucks for him. Like, if you think about it, if we can get four or five years out of Martinelli and, ha- and tie him down to a long contract, and if he's done the business, Fair play. then, you know, you're talking about... 100 million. 100 million pound player. We're, we're projecting here, to yeah. be yeah. fair. You know, this is a guy My that's transfers, played... My transfers, 250 million. Well, yeah, exactly. Mm. You, you yeah. as his agent. <laughs> yeah, well, who, who knows what raking in you in charge of Well, we know what the boys think of the Chelsea game, but someone now joining us next said us what he thinks, and I reckon he may just have a slightly different opinion. Love sports. That's right, it's time for the opposition view on Love Sport. You're listening to the Arsenal Fan Show with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with a fiery and energetic Charlie East and Chris Howard <laughs> from Gunners Town. They, uh, let me tell you, they, uh, they're they not mad on this opposition view. They can be a little bit fiery, so you have to come prepared. <laughs> you have to pre- be prepared to die on your sword, and that is why there is only one man for the job. It is Ollie Salt from the Daily Star, now ready to give us his uh, opposition view. Massive game, Ollie. Obviously, tomorrow night, a London derby clash at Stamford Bridge. Arsenal will feel like they should have beat Chelsea at the Emirates a few weeks ago. Chelsea losing to Newcastle on the weekend. It's got the makings of a classic. Arteta saying Arsenal, it is a 
must-win game. Heaping the pressure on those Gunners players. But what are you making of it, Oli? Arsenal will, will be determined to, to get revenge for that, that defeat, like you mentioned, a few weeks ago, just before the new year. And that was such a disappointing day for them, considering how well they started the game. Um, but Frank Lampard made a tactical tweak in that one, brought Jorginho on. And in the end, you, you probably would have said Chelsea deserved the point. But it will be interesting to see um, what, what happens tomorrow night, considering Chelsea's uh, late defeat at the weekend. That was a real blow for them. Um, but but they've, they've tended in recent weeks to, to raise their game for these, these big occasions. And that's what makes it so interesting tomorrow night. Hi, there's Chris here. Um, as Hi. I don't know if you've... Uh... If you've heard, I haven't seen anything of Frank Lampard or what he's been saying about the game to the, tomorrow night. But um, do you think that has he has he said anything specific about <clears throat> that tactical change? And do you think that he has he said has there been any hints that um, he kind of has seen what what Arsenal do under Arteta now now that it's had a few games and he's got a plan in place? I'm not sure um, about tomorrow, but I think from that game. Um he started with, with Kovacic and Kante as a, a two in, in midfield. And they, they were just com- completely being overrun in there. Um, it was probably one of the, that opening 30 minutes at the Emirates was probably the worst performance. They've, one of the worst performances they put in under him. Bringing Jorginho on and putting an extra man in that midfield suddenly gave Chelsea control of the game. Um, but the, the thing is, it, Lampard is, is chopping and changing his team so much at the minute. Jorginho didn't start that day brings him on uh now Kovacic can't get back in the side so it's Lampard it's unclear what midfield he's going to go with tomorrow but it would I would be surprised if Jorginho is an influence start considering how much of an impact he had on that that last game Ali Charlie mate what sort of reaction do you reckon David Luiz would get tomorrow um maybe get booze or would he get a little broken back I don't I it's, it's a tough one. I don't think he'll get booed because he's, you know, he's had two seasons at, at Stamford Bridge or two different spells at Stamford Bridge. He's, you know, a Champions League winner with us, a Premier League winner. Of course, moving to Arsenal um, is never going to sit well with the fans. But no. no, I'd be really surprised if he got booed. But then again, I, I, if I was him, I wouldn't expect the the warmest of receptions while we're wearing Arsenal colours. I know when Peter Check come back, he got a hero as well coming in. Give you the Europa League last year, so I'm hoping Luis don't do the same. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie, obviously, we mentioned that Mikel Arteta said it's must win for Arsenal, and obviously, every game's must win for every team, especially when it's Chelsea versus Arsenal in that London derby. We know what Chelsea are trying to achieve this season, but they have had a little bit of a, a not a barren run, but a little blip of late. But they are still up there the way the league's going Spurs dropping points, Arsenal, United all dropping points yeah. on the weekend. But how big is it that they win tomorrow as well? Will that, will that damage their season if they don't? Um, I don't, I'm not sure it will damage their season. Um, it's it's a good opportunity to to put a marker down, really, and 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 say that we're here to Chelsea are here to stay in the top four. I think if they were to not win tomorrow and uh, Manchester United win, I think they can close the gap to I think it'd be four, three or four points. So it's um, it's important that they they do win to 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 really keep that gap there. But teams in and around. Uh, that position, United, Arsenal, Tottenham, all dropping points, and that's that's probably the only reason that Chelsea is still in the position they are because they've been so inconsistent in the last month. You know, they beat Tottenham, then lose to Southampton, beat Arsenal, draw with Brighton, now lost to Newcastle at the weekend. So 
really it's, it's only because of the the inconsistency around them as well that they're in the position they're in. Mm. But winning tomorrow, I think it's a, it's a more of a must-win game for Arsenal just because of the position they're in. Um, but but of course Chelsea, I think a draw would would uh, wouldn't be too too bad for Lampard. I'll take tomorrow. that now. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a must-win for us. We're, we're in pre-season now until yeah, next year. So it's Cup, fine. So. <laughs> um, Ollie, are you? Is there anything that worries you about the the Arsenal team that will play tomorrow? Given that we don't have Aubameyang, or are you just relatively confident that Chelsea will do the business? That that's that's I think a. Uh, a huge um, help for, for Chelsea tomorrow, Noel Bamiang, that, you know, he's your, the talisman up front for Arteta, for Arsenal. Um, but at, at home, Chelsea have struggled to, to, to break teams down at times. If Arsenal can, can put in a, a good defensive performance... So I've got and the straight... tomorrow, mate, if you're all right. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, you know, if I think under Arteta, it's, it's looked... I don't know if you disagree, but it's looked like defensively it hasn't been too much of an issue. It looks like he's tightened things up a little yeah. bit. Even when you played against us, you know, it was a mistake that yeah. that brought us back into it. Um, so I think that's the main thing for us. If they can frustrate Chelsea and, and uh, stop them from scoring early, then I think the game will favour them the longer it goes on. What you just said there about defensively, and I'm not just saying it because you're here, and I mentioned it earlier on the show, David Luiz, since Arteta has come in, I think has been our standout player. He's really taken yeah. even things before the game. They're doing little this little huddle thing they do now, and he's doing the team talk. Even he's not the captain, he took a real leadership ownership on something. Yeah. It looks like since Arteta has come in, which has been good for us. And I mean, when we signed David Luiz, I was I was really happy with that. To be honest, I thought it was a good signing. So yeah, on the cheap as well, wasn't it? No, not great. I'm hoping he, and I'm sure he's got something to prove tomorrow. But I'm hopeful that we. Uh, we turn up. Yeah, well, we're hoping we, we turn up. Oli, I know you'll be thinking differently. What is your score prediction for tomorrow night? Uh, I'm going to be boring and say a, a one-all draw. I think it's got a draw written all over it. He can stay on. Yeah, can yeah you can stay on, Oli. <laughs> they they, they're very fickle. They don't invite many people back, but they'll Ollie take a point. Oli, we'll look forward to chatting to you once more. Oli, sort of, always good to have him on from the Daily Star saying oh, one He's terrified. He's <laughs> terrified of the Arsenal. <laughs> At 1-1, one, one, I'm not sure he is. Let's turn it on you two, Chris. How do you think this one will play out tomorrow night? I think it'll be a 2 or a 3-1. I can just... I can see to Chelsea. Uh, do you know what? In fact, it might even be a 2-0 to Chelsea. I can't, do, do you know what? It's just, we're not scoring it's enough horrible. goals. We're not creating enough chances. Um, I hate losing to them. Steffi, last minute! <laughs> and then you'll, you will be so fickle nah, nah, next nah, week. Nah. I'm having a, a 2 all draw tomorrow. 2 yeah, all draw. Known, it's and Lacazette will oh, yeah. get a squash it tomorrow. I think you know that. Little, I think we get a penalty or something, something like that. I think it'd be just deja vu. We'll start really, really brightly for half an hour. Chelsea get down. one back, yep. and then and then they'll go on and win the game two one. And we'll be talking about won't we great for forty minutes and yep. and and it was just it's, it's the same old. This yep. what I mean. We just need something new. We need to. I, I, I know it's it stupid. It I'm, I'm all looking forward to Bournemouth next week. I think FA Cup. I think mm. let's go and let's have a good result next week. Well, well let's quickly talk Bournemouth about that. Bournemouth have got no players by exactly. the sound and of it Bournemouth, well. got... Bournemouth, the least of their priorities in the minutes that game. Ten losses in 12 for Bournemouth. They're not going to be... Well, they might be focusing on that Monday night game, but you would think that they would rotate because Premier League safety is all they care about. We could see a weaker side, although that maybe might work for Bournemouth because yeah. their A team isn't getting it done at the I minute. See, I see the uh, interview of Eddie Hearn. Um, Eddie Howe that would have been um, interesting talking about Bournemouth <laughs> and the Cherries what's he got to say Matchroom getting involved down, down at Dinkle unbelievable yeah, he took a little fight of AJ uh, we um, he just looked so defeated 
And he sort of said, we're trying everything. I, mean, I, I, I can't he do said, no He said, more. I can't work any harder, which I thought yeah. was a Bournemouth fan. I don't know if you want to no. hear that. But are you expecting, obviously, we probably, I'm assuming we're not going to see you next week, but you're expecting progression into the fifth round? I mean, I'll go down I, the next week, yeah. yeah I would so. hope so. I'm here. Yeah. Um, I'll be going down the next week. My main man, Chris. I, I don't know. Know. That doesn't bode well. Last time Christmas <laughs> before a game, we know what happened. I um, <laughs> I, f- I haven't got the seventy-five thousand po- uh, away points to uh, yeah, to get no. a ticket. I have. Tell you what, do me a favour next week. When I said I started line ups, give us a call, I'll give you a call down there. Yeah, you've said that before and then you've no showed us. We know what you're <laughs> like. No. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> <a couple laughs> <of> beers. Yeah. <laughs> well, but we're, we're we're expecting obviously a, a strong team then next Monday. I think we go all yeah. out in both cups now. Yeah. I'll take a nose. How much FA Cup means to us? He won it twice as a player. Mm. Um, I think, yeah, I think he. I'll take the guys win a trophy in his first season. That's a big pressure off him. Huge. Yeah. You know what I mean? You think. And if he can make the Europa, then we've got Champions League next season. So, yeah, that's a win win, and we can't ban you. Yeah, it could be an interesting one, obviously. Um, so, you're both. What are your score predictions quickly then for next Monday night? I'm going to go 3 0. I think 3-1 because we always will concede but I still think 3-1 Yeah, I think we're going to win Pepe I think we'll play a proper team next week Yeah, proper team obviously an interesting one then well this has been the Arsenal Fan Show as it is every Monday next week Chris will be back here I'm sure there'll be uh, a mountain of problems that we'll need to get through <laughs> Charlie will be uh, at Bournemouth we're going to be speaking to him if he decides to answer us who knows the beer will be flowing hopefully the points will be flying also against Chelsea tomorrow night and then Tell Bournemouth progression in the cup next week we will see you at the same time as we do every Monday 7-8 to 8, right here on the Arsenal Fan Show on Lost Sport Radio with Charlie East and Chris Howard Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news, and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter.